0: All right, listeners. So, welcome to Combat Kin. My name is Austin Sheen.
1: My name is Mark Murdoch. Today,
0: we're going to be talking about uh, my recent trip down to the UFC Performance Institute. But before we do that, we're going to try an intro a little bit. So, Mark, tell people about us and where to find you.
1: Yep, Mark Murdoch. Background: in Traditional martial arts. You can find me at Mark Murdoch. That's M-E-R-K-M-U r-d-o-c-h almost misspelled my own last name on
0: and my name is austin shane a-u-s-t-i-n-s-c-h-o-e-n my uh way how to find me would be at warrior sports wellness on instagram as well as austin at com if you're trying to email me so without further ado start it up mark
1: yeah, so Austin, you recently went to the UFC PI, which is in Las Vegas, correct? Correct. How was it?
0: It was fantastic.
1: Sweet. So just to tell our listeners why you went there, like what purpose, what your experience was like, brief, brief summary of that.
0: Yeah, of course. So um, for me, wanting to work with combat athletes, I wanted to see the pinnacle of their care. So most people would agree that the UFC currently is the highest level of mixed martial arts. Would you say, Mark? I would agree. Yeah. So with that, they put together this great performance institute that all of their athletes on roster have access to. They have sports performance, so strength and conditioning coaches, uh, high level exercise science as well as physical therapist, athletic trainer, chiropractor, yay. Um, And then on top of that, they have nutrition um, and then different recovery modalities as well.
1: So just to be clear, this is different than the UFC gyms that we see popping up all around, yeah?
0: Correct, 100%. So this is, you only have access to this if you are coming with a UFC fighter on roster or if you work for the UFC in general.
1: What qualifies as on roster?
0: They are currently have a contract with the UFC or cool. they're on the Dana White contender series
1: yeah I was super stoked when Austin came back and started talking about this because it was a way higher level than I expected before he went he's like yeah I'm going down to Las Vegas gonna shadow so-and-so go to the UFC PI and I was like cool 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 you know like have fun you know I don't really know what that means it sounds like a good time but it sounds like it was above and beyond definitely what i was expecting but above and beyond what you were expecting as well
0: oh yeah man it was it was amazing uh the amount of like different things they can put together for their athletes was mind blowing they were able to have direct line of communication between their strength coaches their nutritionists their exercise science uh like professors or like different scientists Um, And then as well as their healthcare staff. So it's everybody coming together to try and do what's best for the patient, which is really at the end of the day, what we all try to do in general, but they have everybody at a high level, all under one roof, which is one of the best ways to get things done. So they have on top of all of the different people there. They also have an underwater treadmill. They have full sauna, full steam room for all their athletes um, and then all most of the fighters, I believe, get free food when they go down there too. So they're able to eat very clean for either free or super cheap, which is amazing for the UFC to actually do that for their athletes. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it's super cool. And I've never heard of an organization doing that, especially in a profession that's traditionally known for kind of using and abusing their athletes. their athletes. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that other organizations are going to head in that direction? Or do you think that UFC is just so far beyond everybody else? I mean, obviously, they, I think they are so far beyond everybody else right now. Do you think others are going to catch up?
0: Uh, God, I hope so, to be yeah. honest. Um, I know if I had to guess, I don't have any like insider input, but if I had to guess, one FC over in Asia will be doing something similar to this just because they have a lot of money coming in and they have a huge following over in the east side of the world.
1: Um, We'll we'll talk about the new facility going into, is it Hong Kong? uh,
0: I actually don't know.
1: I think it might be Shanghai. I think maybe Shanghai. Shanghai sounds right. One of the listeners you can call us out for not knowing the latest and the greatest in UFC development. But um, Okay, so you fly into Vegas, you walk in the doors. What is your experience like coming in and just seeing all of this? Is there anything that really took you aback or anything that really surprised you?
0: Um, I would say the base surprise that I had was uh, how knowledgeable the entire staff was. Like I knew they were good, but the one thing that I've known like talking with other professional sports or people that work for professional sports organizations is that sometimes you're able to kind of pay your way to get into those positions. Uh-huh. Everybody that worked for the UFC, whether it was a strength coach, an exercise scientist uh, or a healthcare practitioner, or nutritionist was I would say at one of the highest levels you could potentially be for your job. They were all extremely knowledgeable and no matter what, they were either going to find you the answer or they were going to get you to somebody that could get you that answer, which blew my mind because I've had poor experiences and a couple of my friends have had poor experiences like say minor league baseball with people that paid their way to be that athletic provider and really just weren't good enough for that spot to deal with those high-level athletes my um, takeaway that they, everybody there was at the top of their field, which is pretty cool.
1: So what does a typical day look like for an athlete training at the UFCPI?
0: Yeah. So uh, one of the athletes um, that came in, um, I was able to kind of follow the schedule day morning for a strength conditioning session. Um, and even before that, they are able to get nutrition, whether it may be a protein, a free protein shake or go over and get a nice breakfast before. Um, then they meet up. They actually schedule in with their coaches. Um, so try to schedule in their strength conditioning, typically, uh, would be first. Is this their own coaches that, that come in or the UFC PI coaches? These, these are UFC PI coaches. Cool. So they, they schedule out with their coaches um, the day before or a couple days before then they either go right into their therapy. So most people that are doing strength and conditioning also go into therapy because all the physical therapy, chiropractic, athletic training, anything you need, that's also free as well for their athletes. So most of the time, they go straight from strength and conditioning over into their therapy, whatever that may be, to try and help and assist in recovery. Uh, then they go eat over in the cafeteria. It, it's, it was a pretty cool environment in the cafeteria because you had just regular, like, office workers mixing in with some of the best fighters in the world and everybody kind of co-mingling, which is a pretty cool environment. Nobody was too good for anybody else, which was pretty cool. Um, and then from there, at the end of the day, it was kind it wasn't barren, but most people left the PI. To go over to one of the different gyms, whether it be uh, Syndicate or Extreme Couture, the two bigger gyms in the area, to focus on their technique work. So, the UFCPI, they don't have technique coaches that are employed there because they don't wanna favor one athlete versus the other. They wanna give everybody else on the roster a fair shot so they're not like, oh, um, let's, like John Jones comes in, they're training John Jones's boxing technique but whoever he, so Tiago, if Tiago Santos comes in, they just disregard him. They don't wanna make it look like there's a disparity between two people that like they're playing favorites. So they just do the performance side of things, not so much on the actual technique side of things or like fight game planning.
1: So speaking of disparity, and basically this objective approach to training, I think one thing that's probably important to touch on is how the providers are compensated. Because when you came back, that's one thing that I asked. Is this is a chiroprist paid by how many people they see, or you know, typical billing based on like we would do in an insurance-based clinic? Because that's going to change how those providers, like it or not, actually provide their care. And from my understanding, from what you told me, is the, all these people are paid by the UFC PI, and how much time they spend with an athlete, how many athletes they see, that doesn't affect their bottom line. Is that correct from your understanding?
0: One hundred percent, Mark. Yeah, so everybody there is on salary, Um, you're getting benefits, you're getting all of the different, um, just like a normal full-time job, so you're expected to be there for these amount of hours, if you see one person, if you see 50 people, it doesn't really matter, Um, but you're expected to be there and you get all the benefits of working for a large corporation, which we don't get a lot of options to in the chiropractic world
1: so i think this is huge it definitely helps take the ego out of it a little bit uh, you told me about one scenario and maybe you can summarize that in a minute when i you know give my brief take on it where an athlete was being seen by one provider another provider said you know hey uh, this um, my treatment modality might be better here let's switch the athletes we're working with you can work with them. I'll work with, you know, athlete B, then we'll switch back later. Whereas in a traditional setting or an insurance-based setting, even in multi multidisciplinary clinics, that just doesn't happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really cool to see. So it was a situation where, um, it was one of the providers was skilled in a certain type of therapy. And while the other one was doing something that she thought was going to be better, um, one of the other provider came over and said, hey, I think this is probably gonna benefit this athlete more, why don't we just switch? You take over the rehab I'm doing, I'll take over the rehab you're doing, and they were able to flip-flop based off of their specialty. So it wasn't even just like a PT taken over for a chiro or an AT taken over for a PT. It was literally, I've been to this course, I think this is gonna benefit the athlete the most, and the one provider, which I thought was most important, the provider that was working with the athlete, didn't have an ego stopping that from happening. They were like, okay, Okay, sure, that'd be awesome. So it was literally a multidisciplinary clinic in the truest sense of the words. They were doing exactly what was best for the patient at that point in time, which was pretty cool to see. Which is
1: super cool and super rare. I don't think I've ever heard literally of any other organization doing something like this, whether it's baseball to, to football because everyone seems to have their own invested interest in mind, it's very cool that the UFC is providing all these, ser- these services for the betterment of the sport. Because ultimately it's going to come down to the individual athlete. Can we train intelligently, which is one thing that we've been talking about and we'll continue to talk about throughout this podcast, but it's something that you and I talk about all the time versus, you know, let's, let's hold all of these resources to ourselves and let's hoard them and not give anybody else the knowledge well, that we're just going to keep hitting the wall like we've done for you know however many years it's very cool to see the integration of these things
0: yeah and one thing that they also are really good about is if somebody so say you live in Brazil, right you're not coming up to vegas every weekend to train or to do these different
1: sessions fair um, enough
0: They will do an assessment, whether it be strength. Typically, they'll fly somebody into all of the assessments. So they'll do a a nutrition assessment and their actual metabolic rate assessments. They'll do a a metabolic capacity assessment. They'll do their strength and conditioning objective measures. And then they'll do their PT assessment. They will get in contact with your therapist, your strength coach, your entire team back in Brazil and talk to them about a game plan moving forward. So they are 100% trying to do what's best for you. They don't care if it's with them. They don't care if it's with your PT back home or your Cairo back home. They're just trying to get you to the best shape you could possibly be so that you could be as successful as possible moving forward, which takes a lot to not say, hey, I want to work with you 15 times over the next five weeks. You need to stay in Vegas versus trusting somebody else and trusting that you can tell them what the game plan
1: should be. Which is exciting for the sport in general even outside of the ufc i think what the ufc is doing is going to benefit all of the other fight organizations globally
0: oh yeah Um, i'm just at this point waiting for bellator to catch up and open up one of these pis um the wrestler and me they have so many wrestlers over in bellator i i really hope they kind of catch on to this and open one up um one fc is probably going to be doing the same thing they got a shitload of money flowing in organization and they do all of the different martial arts so it's not just mma they do everything muay thai kickboxing grappling in one night you can have seven different martial arts going on in one card Um, so that's pretty cool that if they start opening up a performance center for that you're going to get a whole new influx of athletes and a whole different challenge set Um, as well as some of the small organizations maybe see like an lfa Uh, like regional training centers, something like that where they can just benefit their athletes as much as possible because they aren't on teams realistically they're all fighting as independent contractors so they don't have to worry about blurring the lines between teams
1: very cool Mm -hmm. anything that you think could have been improved when you were there (sighs) obviously it's a hard question they have Tons of people on staff. They're doing something that you and I have talked about is a challenge for a long time, which is that integrated care between health professionals and connecting that with the performance, like that bridging that rehab to performance path. But is there anything that you think they could do better? Anything in Austin's head where you're like, if I was going to do it, I would run it this way? Honestly, I think just
0: have more of them. (laughs) All right. Fair enough. I can't really pick out one certain thing that they did poorly i think it's at this point the biggest drawback to it is there's only one so people have to fly in from all over the world to get this type of care if they could have multiple across the country 10 to 20 across the world which obviously is a no short order they're pretty expensive it's a dope ass facility But having more access for their athletes instead of having to have them fly in could probably benefit them moving forward.
1: What do you think is the greatest benefit from having the UFC PI?
0: Uh, For the fighters in general or just for the sport? Sure.
1: So both. Either or. (laughs) Um, I would say the greatest benefit from having it
0: is for for us personally as practitioners, we learn the objective measures that some of the top People in the, in the fitness, healthcare, uh, coaching realm are using to track athlete measurements and athletic improvement.
1: Um, yeah, it's got to be the data. Yeah. For me personally, selfishly, the data that's going to come out from the UFC PI is going to be incredible. I mean, the first report that I have seen so has been very thoroughly done, very professionally done. It's also written to a point where the, the progressive strength and conditioning coach could read it. You don't have to have some sort of advanced degree and, and weed through a bunch of jargon. I'm very excited to see what the next five years looks like, not only for combat sport data, but just sports in general. I think combat sports generally I would consider more dangerous than most other, other sports, but non-contact injuries are non-contact injuries. So I'm excited to see what the UFC PI comes up with that data that we can actually extrapolate to other sports whether it be football or even something that feels very unrelated like baseball spoiler alert it's very related when you look at mechanics but that's that's totally an aside. you
0: should check out my instagram at warrior sports wellness i'll talk about that rotation 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 um but so then from an athlete part of things i think this is the first time in any i'm gonna call mma a major sport now i think it's it's earned that category
1: i think it's crossed that threshold for sure
0: yeah um this is the first time in any major sport that these athletes are getting this type of comprehensive care like i said all the other sports from what i've seen not all teams are like this but all the other sports you can almost buy your way as the team doc like i know let's say i think it's the Bengals. The Cincinnati Bengals, their their Cairo, their medical staff bought the rights to be the medical staff. It's not because they're the best in Cincinnati. It's because they had the most money to throw at the Bengals. That doesn't happen in the UFC. These people were like they had went through five or six rounds of interviews to make sure they were the right person for this job.
1: As they should. Obviously, it's always going to be hard to keep bias out, and I think that's one thing that. The UFC PI sounds like they've been doing well, but I think it's still going to be a challenge of those athletes like John Jones or, yeah. you know, the superstar athletes not getting preferential treatment over the others. It's always going to be a challenge, but I think it sounds like they're doing very well. And I would like to shadow there and see what that's all about as well.
0: It was cool. Cause you got, like, I was able to see somebody who he hadn't fought in three or four years and He was not made a priority, but like somebody tried to come in and take his time. They they basically told him like, no, you have to wait until this guy's done. Just not just because you're a top five fighter, you get preferential treatment. So they really took that to heart where if you had an appointment, whether you're number three in the world or not even ranked in the top 15, you get that appointment, which which is pretty special, whether you're a new person on roster or the champ.
1: That's awesome. And closing remarks? Anything else you want
0: to add? No, I mean, I, I'd just like to say thank you, uh, Dr. Tara down at the UFC, Heather, Bobby, everybody I met down there. You guys were amazing. Super, uh, super good environment to be in. And thank you so much. If you got any questions about going down there you want to talk further about it, don't be afraid to contact me at austin at com or go to the Instagram, hit me with a DM Um, I'd love to talk about it. It was a fantastic experience, especially if you're a healthcare provider looking to potentially go into combat sports.
1: I think just about everyone that Austin mentioned, they have their own social media as well, so if you want that information to see what they're doing on a day-to-day basis, some of them post-clinical, more clinical stuff than the others, hit Austin up for that info as well, and I'm sure he'll send you in the right direction. Um, Any fanboy moments before we take off?
0: Not not really,
1: Mark. You're not going to name not, drop
0: anybody? Not really. I'm not going to name drop, no. Um, I don't really get fanboy. Fair boy. enough. The only person that if I ever saw I'd be a fanboy for would be Badass Ryan. Fair enough. He wasn't, he wasn't
1: there that week, so. Well, waste of a trip then, hey? I know, right? Cool. If you have any questions for Austin or I, or you just want to chat and shoot the shit, you can find me at Mark Murdoch on Instagram, mark at leofitness.ca. If you want to hit me up by email, Austin, where can they find you?
0: Austin at warrior sports wellness.com if you want to send me that email um, as well as warrior sports wellness on Instagram. Hit me up there, shoot me some DMs.
1: If you have an injury, a performance question, training question or you have anything else you want to talk to us about, don't hesitate. We will talk to you soon.